All right, welcome back to another episode of the Team Builder Podcast. This is part three of our internship series, and today I have the honor of speaking with two Team Builder employees, Brian and Jeff, and they're going to share a little bit about their internship experiences. So why don't you guys just start off by introducing yourselves and giving background of how you got to where you are today. Jeff, you want to go first? Uh, Yeah, sure. So I'm Jeff Davidson, and I started off as a undergraduate intern at UNC Chapel Hill. I was not an athlete there. I was an athlete through high school, but not through college. And so at the end of my sophomore year at UNC, I was taking a class that prepares you to become an NSCA uh, certified personal trainer. And that professor hooked me up with the strength and conditioning staff who was looking for a summer intern at the time. So I interviewed, I got the job. I didn't know anything about strength and conditioning when I started out. I just thought it'd be a cool job. I get to work with division one football players, maybe get some t-shirts, stuff like that. And then over the course of that summer, I really started to learn what strength and conditioning was all about, albeit just in a football sense to start. I started to fall in love with it, watching the guys develop, watching them grow, see the impact that coaches could have. And I was lucky enough, I did a good enough job that they retained me throughout the season. And so even through the staff switch that happened at UNC when Larry Fedora left and Mac Brown came in, I was able to keep interning under the next head strength coach, Brian Hess. And so that staff kept me on for the next year. After that, I did my final semester interning at Elon University under Nick DeMarco. And then that's when COVID hit. So my internship there got cut short. And then that's when I graduated in 2020. And then I got a graduate assistant spot at James Madison University. So I went up there And I was only there for about a semester before the opportunity came up at Elon to go back and become an assistant coach. So I left my GA at James Madison, went back to Elon. So I was there from January of 2021 until about September of 2021. And that's when I got a full-time coaching role at Georgia State University. And so that's when I like fully left the football side of things. I was Olympic only. And I love Georgia State, loved it a lot. It was a great place. Everywhere I worked, I was extremely blessed to work at, worked with great coaches. And then after over a year at Georgia State, the opportunity at Team Builder came up and that was too good to pass up. Obviously, great people here as well. Still get to work with coaches, super involved, but wouldn't trade any of my experiences I've had in strength and conditioning for the world. They led me to where I am. They taught me a bunch of things. Coaches gave me valuable insights. And a lot of that came from my time as an intern because I spent about two total years interning. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Brian, why don't you go ahead and give us your background? Yeah. Um, currently work at Team Builder. I'm also in like a hybrid role where I'm also a an assistant sports performance coach currently at um, Elon. Um, when I started out, I was a two-sport athlete in college and then I had had a terrible pec injury that I tore my entire pectoralis major off the bone and got surgery on it. And I did a lot of my rehab through the sports performance staff there. They actually did a lot of my return to training and return to play. So I really fell in love with it. I ended up doing an internship in my undergrad during the summer. While I was there, I interned with one of my now best friends in the entire world, um, who's now with the 117 Buffaloes. And I, and I interned for some of the smartest coaches who's now in the NFL as a performance coach there um, in Jordan Newsma. So we did that. 
after about a semester, I was like, man, I, I really want to be in this. So I did my master's again in coaching and athletic administration. And then during that time, I was working for one of those interns who was in actually the head of a private facility in Northern Lights, which was um, essentially 37 teams. And it was treated like a small kind of preparatory college, but it was just an after school kind of program. I was an assistant there. Um, COVID hit and I was originally going to go intern at um, with Alex, who had then left to go to William and Mary um, University before that entire kind of exodus happened. Um, and during that time, I was like, I don't know what to do. So I did a virtual internship with Elon through their um, summer program, which was great. Absolutely loved it. Got to see and meet so many different coaches in the entire field and see just different views and how they wanted to coach and who they were as people. So that really kind of got the wheels turning, came back, was the head of athletic development at Northern Lights for about a year, at which point I was like, I don't know if the private sector was right for me. I wanted to go back. I was like, maybe do I go to being more of a sport coach? So I went back to my alma mater and was a sprint coach on the track and field team, coaching the 60 through the 400 meter runners for about a year. Um, at which point I was, my wife said, let's move. I don't want to live here anymore. So we moved down to North Carolina and I started as in this kind of more hybrid role, working as an assistant sports performance coach at Elon. Great. Yeah. So you guys both have somewhat of a traditional strength and conditioning experience where you were kind of hopping around from job to job, internship to internship, GA ship, things like that. So why don't you go ahead and just explain a little bit about your internships experiences? Jeff, if you'd want to go ahead and start that one off. Yeah, sure. So my very first one with the first staff I worked under at UNC, like I said, I had no clue what strength and conditioning was. And I knew what, like, I could give you the cues for a bench press, a squat, all the very, very basic things of coaching. But I didn't know anything about the personal side of coaching as well about helping develop athletes over time. I didn't know about like learning the demands of the sport, any of that. So right away, because they knew I was very green, very inexperienced, they said, all right, first few weeks, first month, and this is pretty standard for a lot of internships, you're just going to watch. You're going to learn what we do, write down what we do, ask us questions. They were super open about me asking why we do things, um, why they choose to cue exercises in a certain way, all of that. They were all great for that. And as I began to watch, then after a certain period of time, they're like, all right, now we want you to start helping us out, be more active. So we got past the just like setting up the weight room, watching the lifts, breaking it down after about a month or so. And that was all great. And so with that one, I never, I'm lucky, like you hear a lot of horror stories about some big power five internships. And with mine being in the ACC, mine was never like that. I worked for coaches who were great people and they cared about me, especially because they could see I was putting in the time to be there. I was thinking one step ahead of them. I always had the room set up. I always had it broken down on my own. So there's always a give and take there. Like you'll hear people complain about some of their internships, but then if you dig a little bit, granted, there are coaches there who don't value their interns, but there are also interns out there who don't put anything forward that's worth a coach helping develop. So it's kind of a two-way street is something I learned early on. They told me that they had high expectations for me. I need to work hard if I wanted to keep my internship. And so I took that to heart. I did as good of a job as I could. And that just helped pay dividends down the line. And so the longer I was with that staff at UNC, 
the more responsibilities I got, the more I could help. Like they would end up asking for input on some things very minimally. Like they had a very great program running. So they, they knew what they were doing and I was still very inexperienced, but they made me a part of their meetings. They made me a part of as much as they could. And then I thought that was all going great. And I went to Elon and from there, it just even got better and better because they knew I had some experience. So I got to start leading some small groups right away. And that's when I started stepping outside of football for the first time. So that's when I had to start learning, okay, this is how you deal with athletes of other sports because all athletes, whether they're on the same team or different ones, they're still different people. At the end of the day, you can't talk to two people the same way. You can't coach two athletes the same exact way. And that's really where I started to learn that a lot more at Elon and especially started to interact with female athletes and male athletes and managing the room and different types of coaches from different backgrounds. So that just helps keep broadening my experiences. But Elon especially put a lot of effort into kind of, not I don't want to say forcing, but really emphasizing that I do some continuing education on my own with their internship curriculum that they have set up. And I found that invaluable. That helped me start reading a lot more books. It gave me direction for how to start programming for my own athletes because it actually made me write my own programs. They made me complete my own programs as well to find the flaws. So I've only had positive experiences, which I'm very lucky to have. And I know that, especially coming from Division One institutions where some places are good, some places are not. But I've been fortunate that I've had mentors who have cared about me. And there are people that I still talk to today and I'm not even coaching anymore. And so it's kind of good to know that you can develop good relationships and you can be pushed to become a better version of yourself, but in a positive way. And so that's what I experienced with all the coaches that I had at UNC and all the coaches at Elon as well. Yeah, those sound like some really good internship experiences and just a really great way to enter the field. Mm-hmm. Brian, do you ha- want to go ahead and share what your experiences were like? Yeah, it's it's kind of on the same accord. Um, I was very, very, very lucky. When I was at CSP, we had some of the best strength coaches who I felt in the nation, um, the head being Rich White, and then obviously his first assistant being Jordan Newsma. They're incredibly smart human beings, and they're even better human beings to the staff that they work with. They were phenomenal. And it was very apparent that I was going to be the dumbest person in the room, which I instantaneously fell in love with because I had so much to learn. Um, even, you know, even being at a D2 university, we still had a lot of technology. So from the get go, we had just gotten player tech catapult GPSs. So they were teaching us how to upload, diagnose that data, how to make decisions on that data. And Jordan was actually writing the underlings of his eight vector program that he actually, the book that he actually released with Nick DeMarco. So I was getting to experience and test all that out firsthand and really learning what all this meant. So it wasn't even just like the actual aspect of learning the NSC manual. So you, the, sorry, the NSCA manual, so you can go and get your certification. There was all this extra stuff that had to be taken into account testing. Um, and even after I started, or even after I left being an intern there, my senior year when I was actually just an athlete, I'd sit in their office and just hang out with them. And I'd be eating my lunch on their couch that they had in the office just to hang out and talk shop with them. Cause it was just some of the most fun experiences And like I said, there's some of my best friends today that we all talk to. And then when I was a virtual intern, it was so cool to have that because during obviously during the COVID-19 pandemic, everyone was sitting at home and having having something to kind of wake up for 
and kind of do during that time was amazing because there were still assignments you had to turn in, submit. Um, Am, who's at Georgia State that Jeff knows very well, he was actually my internship coordinator. So I had to send programs in to, to look at, and we were learning different aspects of Excel, different coaching cues, and just seeing this entire virtual manual that I think it was over like 200 pages long. So reading through that every day and learning, and then obviously getting to meet all these different coaches from different backgrounds, Kier Wenham Flat, Mike Boyle, Mike Tucker. Uh, it, it was just so cool to see all these different experiences and get the most out of it. And one of the things that Nick prefaced when we first started, he had a meeting with everybody over the virtual internship and it was, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So if you're just trying to collect that you've done an internship, you're not going to get much out of this. But if you're going to put the effort in, you're going to get effort back. So I was sending programs to get them, to get them reviewed, turning in every assignment, asking every question. I made like a mental note to at least ask a question on every single Zoom call that we were on and then email the coach afterwards, asking two more, saying thank you. And something like that, I was like, you know, not only will this probably further my career, but just building a genuine relationship so that way you have someone that you can turn to and ask a question later on down the road. There's been so many times that now I'll shoot one of those, one of those people just a DM just to ask him something. And it just has it turns into an open conversation. So although it was like super unconventional, I would say in a, in a terms of you know essentially being a very I don't want to say high level intern, but getting a lot of responsibility to coach individual athletes and stuff like that in my very first couple of weeks as a regular intern, and then the virtual aspect, just getting such a different experience. I would honestly say, like I at this point in time, I would have not done it any other way. It helped me out so much more than anything else. That's great. Yeah. You guys both sound like you've had some really good experiences and you both mentioned the idea of the more effort that you put in, the more you'll get out of it. Are there any ways looking back that you think you could have put more effort into one area and maybe gotten more out of it? Or or maybe if you can't think of something, what are some ways that you were able to put more effort in and, and get more out of it? I think definitely along this line, it was very early on. And this is for anyone who's coming in as a young intern, you have no experience. It's trying to figure out, it's not just about asking questions. I think looking back, like I didn't even know what to ask. So I was trying to figure out what you need to find out about. And so when it comes to that, the first like three to six months, I was kind of nervous to ask questions. Like it was encouraged, but. Yeah, you don't want to look dumb to these coaches who are like becoming your mentors, people you look up to. You don't want to let them down with like a lack of knowledge or anything. But that's almost always never the case when you actually end up asking the questions. And so with that, I would just, if I were to go back to my like 20 year old self, I would say like, if anything pops into your head, write it down and ask it. Because there are so many things, just watching the lifts the first like few weeks where I didn't know why the order of the exercises was the way it was. I didn't know why the percentages were chosen at which they were. I didn't know why the field work was structured the way it was, but I just kind of rolled with it. I just kind of accepted that that was the way it was. And I wasn't analytical enough on my own. And so as far as like my internship experience, what can be improved? It's not anything the coaches could have done better because they were setting me up for success. It's all stuff that I could have taken more initiative on and actually asked about because it wasn't until like six months in to my first one that I really started like opening up, I guess, a little bit and not being afraid to ask those questions. And that's when I really started to learn. That's when they started telling me about 
more resources, more books I could read. I didn't read enough or didn't like follow enough other coaches on social media early on just because I didn't know how big strength and conditioning was at first as well. So just me like kind of giving into your interests a little bit more instead of like holding back and just accepting like, oh, this coach does it this way. This must be the way it's done. Like ask a little bit more and dive a little bit deeper. Like most coaches aren't afraid to explain anything to you and they're not going to berate you for not knowing something when you only have two months of experience in the field in general. So just stuff that I could have done better and been more proactive with. Yeah, that makes sense. And honestly, questions are really the most powerful tool that we have in life, I think, anyway. Brian, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and give some insight on this topic? Yeah, so it's kind of weird because I had obviously a really good people around me that were always inviting to talk about higher level topics. If I went back and redid it, I think I would have just tried to grasp that knowledge a little bit better and tried to read some of those bigger books that I ended up reading later on just doing it earlier when I had, you know, the extra free time when I was there. Um, One of them being like the governing dynamics of coaching by James Smith. It was such a high level book that I was scared to read it. And I wish I would have just gone back and just said, all right, I'm going to read through this. So that way I can have this conversation and understand it a little bit more. So I know what to ask. Um, Being there with them, I was, it was obvious that they were always there to help me and, and help me figure things out. But if I would have done a little bit more on the front end to understand at least a surface level knowledge of it, I probably could have asked some more in-depth questions about some of the things that we were doing, which would have helped me understand a lot more earlier on. And then I could have stacked that way later on down the road instead of having to come back and read it. So I think probably just getting some more knowledge outside of that basis of who I was getting it from right away to kind of be able to have more in-depth conversations with them. Yeah, definitely. And, and questions are really important, obviously, because you're going to learn something that you don't know. And that's the point of an internship is to just build and develop skills. So why don't you guys now talk about what were some of the skills that you developed during your internship? Yeah, I would say the biggest ones, obviously, you're going to learn how to program. You're going to learn why the percentages matter, why volume matters, why technique matters. But that's all stuff you can do technically on your own outside of the weight room. So while that is something that comes along with it, I wouldn't say that's the most important skill I gained as far as what helped me as a coach down the line. The best ones were being forced into a group of athletes, most of whom were either older than me, by same age, people I had shared classes with in our major, because there's a lot of exercise science majors on within athletes as well. So these are your peers and you have to get up there and you have to lead. So it's being forced into you being able to command a room. And then on top of that, maybe at the end of the lift, before a lift, it's just getting to know people. So it's one thing to get to know like your friends in a relaxed social thing. But once you're in the weight room where there still has to be a level of professionalism with you as an intern and these athletes who, if you're like me and we're an undergrad, like I said, a lot of them are older than me. I was like, 200 pounds, you have these 330 pound linemen who are just dwarfing you and you want to like shrink back into yourself when you haven't been in that area, but you have to be outgoing and you have to learn how to talk to them. And it's awesome because once you break through the fact that you're seeing these like star athletes that play on ESPN every weekend and are watched by millions of viewers, but you just see that they're just people at the end of the day. It makes it so much easier, especially going forward, where you can just walk up and talk to them. Hey, how's your day going? Develop those interpersonal skills that are really going to help you get 
buy-in because that's something that I truly think helped me a lot when I went to like James Masson for the first time, went back to Elon and I was in charge of my own teams. At that point, I had done enough learning either through my internships or on my own to where like, I know what program I'm going to start with. I'm still always trying to better that. But right off the bat, I'm able to get, I thought, a lot more buy-in because I made a big emphasis on learning everyone's names first week, getting to know like where they're from, what their family's like, what their background is, what their goals are. And obviously, you're coaching all the while. You're correcting technique. But in between sets, in between sessions, after practice, before practice, talking to the athletes and getting to know who they are. That's something I learned a ton from AJ Blue, especially at UNC. There's not one athlete he's ever coached who wouldn't run through a brick wall for that guy because they see how much he cares and how much he loves them, as well as all the coaches I worked with at Elon. They showed unconditional love for their athletes as people and want to develop them as people. And that was a huge thing I took away. And that definitely helped me in my relationships with athletes at all the schools I went to after my internships. Yeah, definitely. And and coaching is, we have to think about it as human to human connection. I mean, that's really what it is. And building relationships is important, but it's also something that takes practice. And it is a skill like interpersonal skills and communication skills that takes time to develop. So that's great that that was one of the first things that you were able to to learn. Brian, why don't you go ahead and share some skills that you were able to develop in your internships? One of the biggest ones that I really, really learned was taking a 400 level concept and being able to explain it at a 100 level. You can know all the ins and outs and the intricacies, but an athlete is not going to have the same level of knowledge as you. So you need to be able to, you know, one of the best things ever that I was told by now, one of my mentors, Alex, he said, you have to be able, if you can't explain what you're doing to a three-year-old, you probably don't know well, you probably don't know it well enough to actually run it. So being able to really understand the ins and outs and then not dumb it down, but really get it down to like the basics and the brass tasks so they can understand it and they can get buy-in, right? They don't know why we're working at sub-maximal weights for max intent for speed. So being able to explain that to them to get the most out of every single lift. And then this one necessarily didn't happen during my internship, but while I was a a sprint coach on a volunteer basis, so I, I guess it's more of an internship in that case. Um, being really, really open to trying new things and testing things out. Before we had a little bit more of just kind of a system that was ran. And at the time, Sam Johnson, who was the head track and field coach, gave me a lot of ownership to just try things out and test it. And that's when we got into speed profiling, working through different things and then customizing, you know, our technical days based off of that. So we really got to test things out and find a quest for knowledge to optimize those, those pieces. And then Jeff touched on this piece, but developing a relationship with those athletes is one of the biggest things you can do. If they understand who you are as a person and you can understand who they are as a person, you can probably better coach them more than anyone else, right? You can have a you can have the best program in the world, but if you can't coach it well because you don't make a genuine interaction with your athletes, it's not going to work. But a poorly designed program coached very very well is going to get probably more than anything out of anybody. So just getting to know them, knowing what makes them tick and making sure that they know that you are almost as if, if not more invested in them than they are themselves. Yeah, those are all really good points. And going back to your first point, I think it's really interesting that you mentioned that because 
even though like some athletes just aren't going to care why you're doing something, but some do. And I do think it's really important to share a basic understanding of why they're doing what they're doing. So that's really great. You're getting everyone on the same page right away. Next, I guess kind of taking all of the things that you've said, is there anything that you can think of that you wish you knew as an intern? Jeff, you can start us off. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, there's there's always a long list of stuff that you look back and you could have done better. Like to me, because of everything we just mentioned as well and all the valuable skills I think I learned, it was like early on at least I was scared not scared. I was apprehensive of like making conversation with the athletes. Um, especially in like, it depends on who the coaches are and what like kind of vibes of the building are, but sometimes it is more professional of a setting than others. And some people like treat them as like, we need to develop these athletes. Like they are athletes, but other coaches like, no, they're people get to know them, let them see like that you're a person as well and that you care about them. And so I don't want to keep going down that same path of what we've been talking about for a while now but that's a big one it's just like right away introduce yourself like no one's going to be like why is this guy introducing himself to me like what's the deal like no like go right up start talking to the athletes they're always great people and then after that it's what do i wish i knew it's always that like brian said like you have to accept the fact especially as an intern you're not the smartest guy in the room the smartest guy or girl in the room and that's a good thing it's okay to ask a lot of questions. It's something that you want because that's going to push you. It's okay to be uncomfortable sitting in a meeting and not knowing what people are talking about, honestly, because that's where the growth comes in. You have to push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone. So I would say it's it's okay and it's a good thing to be not the smartest person in the room because that just means you have a lot to learn. And it's a good sign of things where it means you want to learn as well. If you're ever like all kind of getting an imposter syndrome type feeling, like, I don't know what I'm doing here. That's almost always a good sign as well, because it means you want to be better and that you're going to keep bettering yourself to help your athletes and you as well. Yeah. And it would honestly be kind of a scary situation if you were an intern and you didn't necessarily think you had anything to learn because (laughs) you're probably wrong. (laughs) So so that's, I think that's a great mindset to have. And um, yeah, Brian, why don't you go ahead and share something that you wish you knew as an intern? This one's a little weird. Um, so as an intern, you want to be taken seriously. So when an athlete calls you coach, you know, you, you feel really good about it. I, this is going to sound so bad, but I really wish I would have learned to let go of that feeling a lot earlier. Now, like none of my athletes call me coach. They call me Brian. And I think it's helped develop the relationship better because they don't have to. I mean, obviously, they still see me as an authoritative figure because I am their coach, but that's just implied. I don't need them to call me coach to make that happen. The only difference between me and them is I got a couple years older and I've read a couple more books. Um, so that's really it. And I wish, I wish during that time I would have let go of that feeling a little bit more because as like my first internship, it probably would have helped me just get a little bit more out of the people that I was working with. And it allowed me to be a little bit more personable. I think most of the time in the field, people try to take themselves too seriously. And now I don't, which is really nice because it just helps me coach them. So I I think if I would go back, I would probably slap myself in the face and be like, it's okay. They call you Brian. Just let them call you Brian because that's who you are. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. There's definitely different philosophies on that, but that's an interesting perspective. 
And potentially maybe when you're first starting out, like if you're in an undergrad position, it might be helpful just to throw coach before your name because, you know, you're probably friends with some of those athletes. So it might just be dependent on the situation, but that's, that's great. So the last question I have for you guys is what advice would you give to current interns? And I know we kind of already answered that, but can you think of like a charge or like a challenge for any young coaches or interns listening? The biggest one I would say is obviously when you're an intern, whether you're an undergrad, a graduate, postgrad, whatever age you are, however much experience you have, everyone's always thinking about the next job and uh, what they're going to do next, especially if you're in an unpaid internship, super understandable. Like you have to get paid at some point. And so that being said, although you are always looking for your next opportunity in a sense, it's about keeping your head where your feet are and not always thinking like the grass is always greener on the other side. Like make the most of the time you have, put all of your energy and effort into the people in front of you, the athletes that you're charged with keeping healthy and optimizing their performance. Because not only is that going to help you be better at your job, it is going to help you get that next job. So especially as an intern, if you're doing everything you can in the moment to make your a, your boss's lives easier and help your athletes excel, everyone else around you is going to see that and they're going to help you get to that next step. So one thing with me was early on, a book I was recommended to read that I would recommend, it's a super short read, is it's called Make the Big Time Where You Are by Frosty Westering. He was a NAIA and D3 football coach who was like 300 and seven wins and like 80 losses or something like very successful. And his book is all about like the grass isn't always greener on the other side. If you commit fully to where you are and what you're doing right now, the next step is going to take care of itself. Especially if you are developing not only your athletes, but your relationship with your coaches, they're going to help you and they're going to fight for you to get to that next step. That's how like I, you could call it like lucky the way I had like connections at schools I got hired at. But I also view it as I earned my coaches sticking their neck out for me and recommending me to their friends who are coaches at other schools. Like that's how you get your foot in the door is not only by knowing people, but by doing such a good job that your bosses can't help but help you get a spot somewhere else to move you forward. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Brian, what do you have for us? So I, I would say the biggest piece of advice I would tell you is that an internship, whether it be, you know, 16 weeks in the spring or an eight week in the summer, it's an elongated interview. What you're doing right there is getting yourself in position to get a job, right? So take it very seriously and try to get the most out of it that you can. You know, you're required to be there for three, four hours to actually coach. If you're if you're going to be on the floor and they're giving you the obligation to actually coach, you know, not every internship gives you that. I understand it. But if you're in one that does, don't be the person that's standing in the back with your hands in your pockets, right? You want to be the one that's in there coaching, asking questions, trying to develop and, and show that you're doing it. Because at the end of the day, it's likely that you are being evaluated every single day on everything that you do. It's one long interview. Um, and then try to develop those relationships, not only with the coaches and the athletes, but your other interns. Some of those people that I interned with are my best friends to this day. 
and I have great relationships with them. And I got jobs because of those guys, because they even stuck their neck out because they had a more extensive network than I did at the time. So if you can make those genuine connections and show that you're a great person, and then while you're there, you're backing it up by being a phenomenal coach, it's more likely that you're going to get a job in the future and it's going to set yourself up for success, similar to how Jeff said. And then, you know, even if it means just staying an extra hour afterwards to hit the lift with the coaches and just lifting with them and just having a regular conversation, not even about sports performance, just, Hey, what are you doing later? Do you, you know, do you want to go out to dinner? Uh, We, you know, we're kind of here, we're kind of stuck. So we may as well make the most out of it. Some people travel eight to 22 hours across the country just to, you know, be in an, be in an internship. Why not make the most out of it and make genuine connections? It's, it's a great way to, you know, I don't want to say develop a network, but make really good friends with the people around you. And then those people that they really like you more likely to stick their neck out for you, like Jeff said, and and help you get a job because they're going to want to see you succeed. Yeah. We know relationships are super important in any industry, but especially our industry. But yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys again for joining. I'm sure a lot of people listening are going to get some insight, especially interns or young coaches listening. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and check out some of our other podcasts. Thanks for listening.